my life and kind of gave me that space and in many ways helped my mom, who was a single mom, right. to then raise me. Um, and I thought about that coming up, like all the moms, like my best friends, I have two best friends. Both of their moms were like nurturers to me. Mm-hmm. One of that moms, Miss Catherine, she was one of the moms from middle school that would bring me home. Um, I remember Camille Anthony's mom taking me to school. Like they got like a, a rhythm going on. So we <laughs> lived in the same neighborhood. She would take me to school and Darren's mom would bring me back home all because of that incident happening. And it was just, uh, you, sometimes you have to think not only back to your mom, but the spaces that you were in that you had motherly figures, That's not to right. take anything away from your mom, but the support that, that we often don't see as much now. Right, right. So your organization and talking to you is just providing that space, not only to help them with some wraparound services, that's a big part, mm-hmm. but some more, more so just supporting them in their, in their needs. And, and needs can be, hey, I have to work, but my son has to come home. Can somebody help me with a ride? It mm-hmm. could be that simple or something drastic. It might be housing or, right. you know, right. um, depression or illness or sickness or a pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, so there are a number of things where a mom would need assistance. Um, and we're not discrediting dads, but there are a large, unusually large amount of single moms oh, yeah, doing it for themselves. And even moms who have that support that other have uh, need support sometimes. Need support. Even so, if you're married, you still need support. So I wanted, I wanted you to first tell your story. So how did this <sighs> become a, a need? Okay. In your life. Wow. Well, this is the first time you're telling this story. So I'm trying mm-hmm. not to get a little emotional. Um, so I thought about doing this because um, mm-hmm. my dad raised me and um, my parents separated and I was at a young age. Mm-hmm. And my dad, well, my, I moved my grandmother and she passed. And then my dad took over. So it was just me and him and just thinking about as I got older and I had got married and kids and everything, I was like thinking like if my mom had some kind of support system to like be there for her or, you know, vent or just, you know, something, maybe she would have been in my life more or things would have, could have been different. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it started. We just having these ideas of just me bringing women together Mm -hmm. for that safe space. You know, whether it's like now I'm doing this salsa night. They come relaxed. They just come relaxed and we talk. You know, I have mothers who are going through a divorce, Mm -hmm. um, in a beast relationship. It's just different things. But when they come in, even if it's for like 10 minutes or more than an hour, it's like a happy space. And that's what I want to give them. Mm. When they, you know, when I'm around, I just try to make sure they um, just feel free and just enjoy the vibe of just being relaxed. Mm. And sometimes that's all that's needed. Sometimes it's not stuff mm-hmm. or services or uh, intervention. Sometimes right. people just need a space. Oh, we need it as adults yes. in general. Yes. So understand that if you are a mom or a single mom or got multiple children or one child is enough mm-hmm. uh, and you just need a space to be able to have as yours yeah and you know when you go back your reality hits but at the same time sometimes we just need that support and I think these last couple generations that we have coming up now 
that's what's missing right now. That village, that yes. idea of a village. Yes. So providing that with love for moms, I think is very beneficial because again, when I just told the story, I didn't realize that I did have a village. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom's the oldest of 11 children. So she took care of all of them. And then I was like child number 10 right. or 11. Right. And it, it really, um, it it is necessary that people reach out to people. It like is, right now, yes. you know, our government is fighting over stimulus and helping and what mm-hmm. can be provided. And just a little bit of attention or providing a space for people to be able to um, have that voice. Yes. So, and, and that being your story, um, what are some of the things that you think could have helped your mom that you are now trying to offer to your moms? Um, the resources. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just like I said, having that safe place, somewhere, somewhere to go and just feel free and they can vent without mm-hmm. being judged or pressured. Because mm. um, it's a lot of that when women, a lot of the mothers that I talk to, they go to these places to try to get help and mm. they feel like they're being judged. Or well, they're just a, a, a number. Yeah, just a number. So they'll yeah. walk into these places and they're like, okay, this is not, I can't do this. Because mm. they feel like all eyes are on them. They don't feel comfortable. Right. So that's, you know, that's why I, I do what I do when I, you know, think about my mom and it's in, every time I had something and it's like, okay, I wish she had this, mm. you know. Um, Did you get that closure or was there any resolve? Um, when I had my kids, things got better. Okay. Um, I see how she was as a grandmother, a amazing grandmother to mm. my kids. So it was different. You know, we got a little close. My mom actually passed some years ago. Mm. Um, so I did get some closure, um, but Pretty much, I do dedicate my program to her. Mm, okay. Um, and thank God I had my support system growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, I had plenty of aunts, uncles, friends, moms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, they became my. my and sometimes mom. we don't think about them because we just assume they're supposed to do these things, mm-hmm. but we don't realize those little things, whether it was getting you back and forth to school yeah. or helping you with your homework. Those small yes. things equal up to your mom not necessarily being overwhelmed with her responsibilities herself. Mm -hmm. Because as adults sometimes, and I'm learning this now, you got to take time for you. And if you don't take that time, anything that I'm giving, once my cup is empty, I'm running on food. Mm -hmm. So it's nothing of quality that I can actually give to you that is worth anything. And then that causes a certain level of depression. So in terms of the moms that you are working with currently, well, first of all, tell us how your program started. We heard the mission in terms of the why, the backstory, Mm -hmm. but how did it actually um, start? Um, Well, I was doing it in the school that I teach at, Mm -hmm. um, in the library. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We were doing like after five, the moms would come there once a month. Mm I'd give them free dinner. Um, We have a different workshop every month versus finances. Um, We do vision board parties. It was just a different workshop every month. They come from everything was free. Mm -hmm. And we had um, someone watch their kids downstairs in the first floor. They come upstairs to the library Mm -hmm. and just enjoy this. I'm relaxed. And and then they, I'll see you the next day in the morning. (laughs) They drop their kids. Did you notice a difference in? like the relationship between the parents and the school once you started or? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, the moms, I feel like 
changed. They opened mm-hmm. up more, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. made the teachers understand mm-hmm. the kid. Right. Um, and made the teacher understand the parent. Yeah. So it actually helped you whole just have lot. Right. So it's really like they came and dropped the kid off and said, hi, So me having that you know, that space, they opened up more and I knew who they were mm-hmm. as a parent. Mm. And a lot of things they didn't know or how to, you know, find the resources or, you know, I try to open them up to different things. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, I see some schools are trying this mm-hmm. as a method. And as a teacher, I'm noticing more parent involvement when those types of wraparound services mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. added to a school setting mm-hmm. um, or just provided even by outside source like yourself mm-hmm. coming in and supporting that. It does, I think it increases this participation. Oh, yeah, and involvement. absolutely. And then a lot of fires can be put out before they engulf yes. <laughs> the environment that is school and home. Yes. Um, how how connected to those parents have you been? Like, are, is that just a circle or a membership organization type of program? Or um, what's well, the follow-up? I pretty much, it's, it's open up to anybody. And mm-hmm. I pretty much, you know, I have some that build me for a long time. Okay. Some that pop in, pop out. I yeah. might see them one time and we'll, we'll see them again. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I did what I had to do. Yeah. yeah, and they, you know, it wasn't for them. Or maybe it was, they just, you know, got what they needed. And I'm, I, and we talked about this as well. Because the first thing I asked you when you told me about it was, what's the component for the dads? Because I normally see that being the missing link. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been told by plenty of people, well, why, why don't you do it? Uh, <laughs> why don't you start? Right. It? But I, I, that can happen, and I think there are things like that, but what happens to bring them together? What, has there been any attempt um, to kind of... I actually that? put some dads in, and mm-hmm. they actually come into some of my events. Mm-hmm. I don't say no, only moms, I don't do that. Okay. Um, okay. They have came to Salsa Night, they have came to the workshops before, mm-hmm. um, whether they sit in the back and watch, mm-hmm. which they, that's what they do the majority mm-hmm. of times they watch, but it kind of helped their Because they think it's for the mom. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they, but they loved it. Mm-hmm. And it actually helped some of the relationships, relationships they had with, um, with their wife or girlfriend or mm-hmm. whoever, um, because we talk about things that they didn't know. Mm-hmm. So when they're venting and talking about different things, you know, the dad's like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that space is beneficial mm-hmm. for that because you act as more of a third party for them. Right, uh, right. Because exactly. sometimes they, they don't communicate with each other. Right. So that's right. where the problem started mm-hmm. and continued. Mm-hmm. So I think that's beneficial. And I a lot of times to... they don't communicate with each other because everybody's just so busy right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm busy. My husband busy. This is a self generation. You know, you in and out the house, you mm-hmm. have children. So when you finally get in that space, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, Ooh. right now I can, I feel free to talk. So what are some of those tools that you're giving them to then go forth and take back to their own life? Because it's, it's one thing when you're in that safe space in the library uh-huh. or wherever you uh-huh. meet with them now, but once they get home, that's, that normally is what happened with the children. They normally, we normally take all those hours to get them on an even course, uh-huh. then they come back, go back home, uh-huh. and then next morning when we say, "Is we got to start back over start again." Back so, over. what's the kind of follow up with them? 
Um, well, I do call them often to check on them if mm-hmm. they need, and I have parents that call me saying they need a break, mm-hmm. and I'll go get the kid or drop them off here, and mm-hmm. we'll go check on them. Um, the follow-up is me checking on them for a while mm-hmm. and making sure they are getting the resources that they need. Because right. a lot of resources I can't help them with, but I can give them, direct them. That, you know, yeah. direct them to the right place. Mm-hmm. Um, is that... If anybody that's out there, please give us a call at 443-642-9403. If you have any questions, uh, if you have any questions or concerns or things that you may need, if you need the services of love from moms, it's actually with an S, Monty, but it's cool, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. cool. Uh, But I must have sent it to one wrong. But you have to, um, you have to ask, like your, your ex is very important. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and there are resources like Love from Moms out there um, in Latasha. There are plenty of people, not quite like Latasha, but <laughs> uh, definitely similar uh, programming out there. But this group right here is definitely one of the ones that wants to help you. But you have to get out there and ask. And it's not about a handout. It's things that you are, as a community, these are requirements. Right. When you see somebody that's a little off or need support or maybe outside of themselves in that moment, especially for moms, because we don't understand the stress. And it was crazy yeah. me thinking about this story while we were talking earlier. And I'm like, I was, I was stressful. I was a stressful individual to a cancer mom. I, I added to the stress, uh, but uh, having those, I call them my 2.0 moms, mm-hmm. like Miss Catherine, my friend Dern's mom. Like she definitely was somebody who, on the way home, kind of talk me down from whatever stress. So when right. I got home, mm-hmm. it was a different story. Mm-hmm. And then when I had another mom bringing me to school, right. it was still conversation. And it wasn't that my mom wasn't doing it, but my mom wasn't with me 24-7. Right. Right. So those rides was normally times where I wouldn't talk to my mom about things, mm-hmm. and they would get me to talk about things. And I developed a but relationship. sometimes they take other people mm-hmm. to bring certain things right. out of you. Yeah. And so. that was definitely... Mm-hmm. My story. Um, in terms of being a parent now, what are some of the things that you're implementing for your own children? Because you have big children. Right, They're not right, babies. Right. One year ago to college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just the communication, you know, mm-hmm. spend time with your kids. And mm-hmm. yes, I'm busy. You know, my husband's busy all the time. But, you know, we know we have to try to make time for family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, whether it's going out to eat or somewhere once a week. Okay. Um, and that's what we try to do. Yeah, keep that routine. Mm-hmm. Just doing something, whether it's movie night mm-hmm. in the house. Mm-hmm. Just that communication. That's what kids need. Right, right. What have you learned about yourself in this process? Oh, wow. Um, because giving can reveal a lot about you. What have I learned about myself? <laughs> that I have a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt like I always did from teaching, but I really feel like um because this this i mean teaching is a choice but giving back is a conscious decision yeah yeah um i mean and just to reveal a little bit of what we were saying boundaries yeah so learning to set boundaries are we there yet are we no we're not there yet because this can be 
especially when you open the doors to, for people to ask you for stuff. Yeah, and that could be overwhelming because mm, I sometimes take from my time to try mm. to do things for mm-hmm, other people. Mm-hmm. And I love it, but I need to learn how to um, separate. <laughs> learn, I need to work right. on that part. But uh, that comes from being a teacher, too. Sometimes, because people don't know teachers, give I, I often look at my, my uh, closet at the end of every school year. And I see all of the snacks and toiletries and extra socks uh-huh. or uh-huh. washcloths and stuff like that. And I'm like, how did I get all this stuff here? Uh-huh. But you don't realize over the year, over that school year, how much you've given and how right. much you try to maintain and right. help others. But it can sometimes be a balancing act with life. And I don't have children, so I can only imagine being <laughs> married and with children and still doing all that you do right. for this entity that is now all yours. Now, I would say, thank God I have an amazing husband. He supports mm-hmm. me 100%. Mm-hmm. So, he is there for me, <laughs> like 100%. Mm-hmm. So, that helps a whole lot. Um, mm-hmm. And my kids are amazing. I mm-hmm. have great girls. They are really, really good. So, it's, it's, it's So, is there anything in terms of uh, programming or content or sponsorship or what, whatever that you would that you're looking for that you would need some help or assistance in? Well, I would love to get assistance <laughs> for my busy life. Mm-hmm. Um, just I'm I'm trying to find some volunteers. Okay. Okay. Um, to kind of be with me when I go to the different events to help me out with that. Okay. Um, definitely, I would love for them to be moms, of course. Mm-hmm. If not, it's it's fine. Mom friendly. I, I have had some college students and from thousand people. Mm-hmm. And they were amazing. They actually helped with um, posting on social media. That's what okay. I need help with. <laughs> um, and, and some sponsors, of course, they are, will always be nice to have. <laughs> but in, in terms of what, what are some of the things that initiatives or programming that you are doing with your moms that you may need help with or some ideas that you may want to do things with them? Um, just more... I would love to have people, more workshops okay. come in, mm-hmm. um, different workshops come in to help out. Okay. Is there certain skill sets or certain activities you want to do or you're thinking about? A, a little bit of everything because I have so many different women that come in, in and out of my life with this program. So mm-hmm. it's like I'm open to a little bit, so of, a little bit of everything mm-hmm. when it comes to the program. So some life skills. Yeah, some life skills, financial, my first time home by the program. Okay. Um so 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 speaking of stuff like that, beyond the conversation, what are you preparing them for? Or what's the the, the journey that you wish to take them on? The journey I wish to take them on. Oh, you still deal with the questions. <laughs> <laughs> um just empowering them and, and uplifting the women. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love to see the growth of the the women. See how when they first walked in the door and then mm-hmm. I see them later on, I'm just like, oh, wow. I, I think I had a hand in it. And these are not just teen moms? Or no, no. All ages. Moms, it's, all it's ages. all ages. Mm-hmm. Is that, was that a conscious decision or? Because the trend no, cause was when you dealing, when, Since I'm at the school, it's okay. like I have a little oh, bit of everything. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. And it's, you know, for me, one, it told me how old I was. So I'm at schools and I'm seeing a lot of younger moms mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, 
the extreme, a lot of older moms, mm -hmm. first time moms, mm -hmm. and a lot of younger moms. What are some of the things that are needs for parents typically out there? Like, are, is there a trend of, is it housing or resources um, or job training or educational? Job training and housing, that's as of lately. Mm -hmm. So how do you help them with those things? They're not necessarily independently wealthy to be given home. Oh, care. no, 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 no. No, I have people that I um, send them to okay. and I have done the workshops that they have came to. So oh, I know a lot of people that can help them with those. Is there anything that seems to be a common issue amongst parents today hmm. that you're seeing in terms of intake? Distress level. Mm -hmm. So dealing a with A lot stress. of stress. And I think that's where... I feel like I come in at mm -hmm. to relieve that stress because when people are under stress, they take it out and not meaning to, mm -hmm. they take it out on their children, they take it out mm -hmm. on their spouse, you mm -hmm. know, boyfriend or whoever in the household, they'll take mm -hmm. it out because they stressed out. Right. And there's no outlet. And it's no that. outlet. So yeah. that's where I'm like, okay, I can help you. Yeah. You know, I have approached women. You know, and I can see the stress level in their face, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, just come down here with me, relax. You know, you ain't got to do nothing. Just sit here and relax. And I mm -hmm. actually watch these women. I will sit back and just watch them talk to each other. And I won't say a word. And I get this feeling. Because sometimes that is, as teachers, to have a conversation with another adult, mm -hmm. sometimes it's mm -hmm. like, Oh my God! It's needed to talk to somebody who right, knows and that's all they need. That's yeah. all they need, and they just get there and they just be so happy, like, oh my goodness, mm -hmm. I needed this. Yeah, and that could help with the next day with mm -hmm. that child instead of screaming at mm -hmm. the kid. You might yeah. like, you find them talking to him, yeah, talking different, yes, yeah. because I had that outlet last night with love for moms to help you, you know. So now, in terms of this pandemic, how has your programming been going since then or how necessary has it been also? um well of course i really didn't do anything in person mm -hmm. so it was more of communicating by the inbox or you mm -hmm. know social media mm -hmm. or me just making phone calls okay um still doing what i can mm -hmm. and that's where i can i have dropped off things at people's doors mm -hmm. <laughs> and called by my car like it's at the door you know different mm -hmm. things that they might need it Okay. Um, that I have got calls about, or I made phone <coughs> calls, you know, still to try to help mm -hmm. the moms out. But I, you know, I'm just starting to do events in person. So, in terms of issues that you saw come up because of this pandemic, has it been more stress on the parents, or how have oh, they been yeah, dealing absolutely. with it? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. With the with that, and along with a lot of things that's going in the city with the killings and things like that, mm -hmm. I've been getting a lot of those moms. Um, whether they can't just, you know, pass away because the violence in the city, mm. I've been getting that a lot lately. Now, with that, how are you, um, how are you first hoping with receiving a lot of that? But also, what, what services do you possibly offer a mother who just, who come to you and like, my son was just killed? What, what, what does that conversation look like? It's heavy. Mm. It's heavy, mm. um, but I try my best not to let my emotions come out in a day. It will mm -hmm. come out when I get home or mm -hmm. something and I think about it. Um, but they, 
you know, I just be there for them. I sit beside them, hug them, you mm-hmm. know, let them vent. And that's all they really want. They mm-hmm. cry and say whatever they have to say. Mm-hmm. And I do know some organizations that help, you know, mm-hmm. grief counselors and things like that. We have the mediation mm-hmm. organization, ceasefire. It, those are the two that I know that are positive, yeah. um, effective, I'll say that. It, but in terms of, I, I can't, being a teacher in a public school system, you see everything. Yes. You see yes. a little bit of everything. One of my fears was uh, domestic violence mm-hmm. during this pandemic uh, towards children as well as mm-hmm. adults, mm-hmm. but specifically specifically for children. Um, how do you handle those situations where there may be a CPS investigation or are Ooh. you are you connected with that or are those issues well, I still, yeah, I still communicate um, dealing with the school, the social workers okay. at the school. Mm-hmm. And if I need anything when it comes to that, okay. I just make a phone call. They are always there for me with no problem. So mm-hmm. if I do come and, you know, encounter with a situation like that, I know who to call and who can help. Okay. But that goes, that, that goes back to the stress level with, yeah. you know, just yeah. giving them that space mm-hmm. that, okay, I don't have to do this because yeah, yeah. I'm relaxed. I'm, I'm, I've got friends I can mm-hmm. talk to, mm-hmm. to. So I don't have to go home and do Yeah. It, 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 and that was my fear March of last year going into this because I already had students that were dealing with child abuse mm-hmm. issues or past issues that I was afraid to not keep in touch with them mm-hmm. because I didn't know what would be sparked with your child with you every day all day. Right. Like, imagine that. They were already getting it at night or in the morning. So imagine being there all throughout the day, every day for a year. Yes. So that was one of my biggest concerns. And I didn't know how programs like yours would handle that. How do you circumvent, you know, dealing with a parent that may have behavioral issues themselves? Right. Well, basically, they probably need some counseling themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then I'll take it from there and see who I can call. Mm-hmm. Who I have on speed now, who right. I can call to like get them some help. But you do incorporate therapy and counseling. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. okay. So how do you handle when you do get issues like that? Where someone admits to something? How do you or well do the you first thing is that? I'm always grateful that they admit it. So mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's the first step of anything. Okay. So when they do do that, I offer them, you know, the resources and things where they can call. Mm-hmm. And then I do a follow-up and say, okay, did you call this person, you know? Mm-hmm. And then if they don't, then I'll have that person maybe reach out to them mm-hmm. and see if that helps, you know? So how far do your services go? Like, what's the cutoff? It's no when- cut. <laughs> what's the cutoff? Because I'm saying, I, I've been a part of programs like this, and you like, well... Miss really, that is not my responsibility. Or how do you handle? Well, I wouldn't say it's it's a cutoff because <laughs> I don't. Cut That's people. my level of honesty. I, no, I get that, mm-hmm. but I don't. I don't cut people because you can come to me anytime, and mm-hmm. I, you can be with me for years. It's fine, so I'm not cutting you off. But what I can say is, I can't handle that. Okay, I can send so you this place. Okay. Yeah, okay, most of I'm not going to just be like. Oh yeah, I can do this when I'm I know call I you can. Back. I'm gonna call you oh back. no, and I'm not gonna say call you back, and I'm not. I'm like I'm gonna mm-hmm. try to find, know, find somebody and mm-hmm. can help you. Yeah. I can't, but I can fold your hand mm-hmm. and we can go together. 
So what's your 10, 15, 20 year goal for love for moms? 10, 15 years. Heard of five years, 10, 15 years. So you got to skip five years. Well, skip five years. Because you've already been in it for a number of years already. So, (coughs) when you're in it, sometimes you don't think about years down the line. For somebody, for moms to come to me maybe 10 years or five, or five or 10 years later and come back to me and say, you helped mm-hmm. me, this, your program did this for mm-hmm. me, that do my heart. Mm-hmm. You know? where, where do you see that in terms of, do you want a, your own community center? Are you looking to franchise the idea mm-hmm. or the concept or? I don't, not a community center. Um, well, I guess like a center maybe, but I don't want to do you no know, a franchise or anything. Mm-hmm. I just want to keep it kind of wholesome and, and intimate, personal. Yeah, yeah intimate. Mm-hmm. I love that intimate space so mm-hmm. people can feel comfortable because that's why a lot of moms don't go to these places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they feel like, oh, mm-hmm. no, I can't do this. It's too much, you know. Mm-hmm. But it becomes it's just, paperwork. Yes. Baby. Yes. And levels of people you got to go through to be able to get to services. That's one of the things that frustrates me about our community here. We are the, literally, we are called the capital of nonprofits. Mm-hmm. So many nonprofits get started here, come here to learn how or mm-hmm. jump off or start. And the people and services that their mission says and are intended, it becomes more about fundraising. Right. And, right. and revenue building than it does about actually supporting the people that it's helping. Like the budgets for some of these spaces become astronomical just for payroll yes. versus where what is being funneled down to the people. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, that's why I like that even in the midst of this, people got direct stimulus checks and there were no gatekeepers other than the government mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, it was going directly to the people that was needing of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it really, it's some people that it wasn't. Uh, but it definitely, you know, I'm, I'm, I like the fact that you want to stay intimate. We aren't going to say small, but intimate, right. where you can actually touch and, and know the people that are coming. Right. To I want to know everybody's name. I want to know everything mm-hmm. about their life. I don't want to be in a situation where I got to call somebody like, what's her name before I go out there to mm-hmm. I don't want to be like that. Mm-hmm. So what's your ask? As far as in terms of love for moms, hmm. it's hard. Uh, Tasha takes everything out of her pocket. <laughs> yeah, and so I understand how that can be personally. But you know what? It comes back to me other ways, mm-hmm. and that's how I be thinking. You know, yes. Yeah, come on my pocket but I get it back mm-hmm. other places yeah. I get blessed other places yeah. and I really get the enjoyment of just watching these moms just be happy like mm-hmm. I said I just sit back watch them talk and just see their faces of mm-hmm. just feeling free and just relaxed and it's a get, feeling yeah. yeah oh my god it's a feeling mm-hmm. I, I wish there were I mean it's always been programming but I wish there was programming like this to support my mom my mom had two strokes mm. And, it, and I know it was based off her trying to juggle everything mm-hmm. herself. Mm-hmm. Being the oldest child, having children, being a grandma now, being a foster for all. I wish there was a space for her 
so she could live out her dreams. I, I know in the beginning of this, um, I, I needed my space because this was starting to be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I told her, this is your season to take what you want. You know, yeah. at times, people have to just step back in general. And this is mom, dads, anybody else. Mm-hmm. You have to take your space. You know, they, they tell you when you're on an airplane, instead of putting a mask on your child first, you have to save yourself first. Yeah. You know, because if I'm not here, my baby just going to be here. Right. right. All by themselves. So you have to take that time and you don't want to regret any time. Right. You know, your mom right. is probably a better grandmother because she had time to be mm-hmm. able to look back. Because mm-hmm. when you're in it, you just, you live in day to day. Whether you're well off or not. And, and economic status does not determine your mental health. Absolutely. So you have to really decide what's best and what's appropriate and what's necessary for you. For yourself, yes. Your cup has to always be full mm-hmm. and overflowing, and that's what you give to people. Right. And I don't think people take that into consideration. Even right now, everybody's trying to get what they can get mm-hmm. and get it and get it and get it, and nobody's taking time to say, what, what's, am I okay? What do I need? Yes. What do I need for myself? Mm-hmm. And that's what, I, that's what Love for Moms is all about. Mm. For you to figure out what do I need for myself mm-hmm. to make myself happy, right. to feel stress free, to solve my business, to mm-hmm. to love my job, right. or just be happy. Because if you're a successful individual, you'll be a successful parent. I believe. Absolutely. So if you're if you're not a if you're an unfulfilled individual, what are you possibly giving to your children? Right. But more, you're passing down stress. Right. Or right. you know not. No self care. Um, how do you handle self care in your organization? Well, we had um, yoga and mm-hmm. a yoga instructor come out. Okay. Um, different things like that and walking. Mm-hmm. We walk together. Um, just taking some other self help courses. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we had different workshops for that. So is that is that a primary goal for you? Is to maintain um self care yes yes mm-hmm. is that how do you and how do you put that on your parents in terms of an importance or significance um just knowing oh yeah absolutely okay. absolutely just okay. knowing that they come to me and just tell me kids to go mm-hmm. and everybody on it i feel like that's part of yeah. self-care it's sometimes giving yourself time. time yeah yeah just to relax and take a breather but in today's world how do you do that without offending somebody or making somebody mad or just taking away from being somebody being yourself else. and making them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's all, that's all I do. I just try to be myself. And feel, I'm, I'm not a perfect parent. I do my best. I learn mm-hmm. every day when mm-hmm. it comes to parenting. Yeah. I'm and still being, learning. Being transparent about that. You don't always have all the answers. You don't. You're not going to get everything perfect. And I think the communication will be more beneficial to your child than anything. Yeah. Because that, if I could say if it was anything wrong, I don't think there was effective communication. Mm-hmm. You know, not just when things were wrong, but how to do things. Right. You know, this the right. understanding of credit or finances mm-hmm. or education. And I knew the significance. That was, that was being taught to me. But things outside of that, I think, mm-hmm. um, communication and teaching them how to, effectively communicate. communicate what right. are the problem solving skills that you're giving to them or opening them up to 
Well, that's what the workshops today was. I can't mm-hmm. give them everything. everything. Nice. I can't give them right. everything. I'm not this, I'm not skilled when it comes to you know certain things mm-hmm. or whatever. And I'm I'm not a perfect person. It's some things, like I said, I'm learning myself. Mm-hmm. You know. Do you find that there are a lot of the moms who want to be entrepreneurs? Or oh yeah, they absolutely do. It's mm-hmm. more than the norm. Than back in the day, it wasn't that many, but now it's it's a lot. So, and so I try to bring women in that have their own business and talk about their journey. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, I always talk about mine. They know my journey and, you know, they come in and mm-hmm. talk about how they started. Business. So it doesn't seem like it's impossible. It's going to be a struggle. Oh, but yeah. some people look at it, I know from certain places, as it's difficult. And I'm not going to be able to accomplish that. Whether it be going to school or starting a business. Some, it, I know for me, it seems overwhelming to think of myself as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you know, in the, from the past perspective, because mm-hmm. I didn't have that example. Right. So right. what, what, what advice do you give them when they, it does get to be difficult or to prepare just them for the struggle? Be patient and, mm. you know, just stick with it. Mm-hmm. Don't give up. That's the main thing. Do not give up. Keep pushing. Mm. Keep pushing mm. no matter what. Yeah, you have down, downfalls and, you know, you might not see it right away, which you want to see. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you keep working hard and just, right, you know, I value that. Goals, I really value that. And my reason for reaching out to you is when I see people doing stuff from a heart space, and it's not about anything beyond that. It is just fulfilling a heart space or something a connection i knew that there was a story there right but sometimes it's hard to connect what triggered you mm-hmm. to what your solution right are. and a lot of people don't didn't know this story they don't know <laughs> a lot of people didn't know mm-hmm. this story a lot of people know, didn't know my dad raised me um mm-hmm. so it was it was hard for me to share mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm but, I ain't but it, i mean when you when you're doing stuff for the right reasons it comes across as genuine. And I, I knew it was more there. Um, but sometimes we got to tap into that ask yeah. and, and, and that why in us and understand why we're doing things because you could have probably went the rest of your life and never disclosed that. Right. And then somebody needed to hear that True. because there was, there was a redemption in her because now the relate, well, then when she had the relationship with your children, mm-hmm. It was totally different. Okay, but that shows absolutely. people that perspective is everything. Mm-hmm. And time is everything. Time and is maybe everything. there were things that she had to learn that parents need to learn mm-hmm. that, you know, is not so obvious and it's not so... There's, there are plenty of people who wrote books about parenting, mm-hmm. but there's no book about parenting. <laughs> it's, it's really not. Ooh, because it's, it's, it's not. From it's child not. to child is a different... I don't care how many books get written mm-hmm. on the subject it's still going to be a different experience with your child That's and right. with your individual right. children. Um, what What are some of the things that you've had to learn as a parent in terms of raising a child? or Because you have two girls. Two girls, yes. So woo, <laughs> I just thought about being raised around with you. So what's that? What were some of those things that you had to learn on a job training? On a job a training? Um, listen. Mm. I'm still learning that. Mm, mm-hmm. Listen, if they come to you and you know they want to talk about things, try to take time to, mm. to listen. No matter how hard it is. No matter how tired. And I do, I, you know, I'm a witness. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm tired. You know, suddenly mm-hmm. be tired. 
mm. just being busy. But I, you know, you have to learn just to put that aside and listen to your kids. It, so what? What about the subject matter? So if, if it's some topics that you like, let me wait till we turn thirty. <laughs> But no, if they if they more. come to me with something, I try my best to answer mm-hmm. it and talk about it. Don't wait because they might go to somebody else that might tell them something totally different. Please, like, yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna write that. That's not I'm good. A, that's what being a description of this. Please talk to your children before someone else gets yes, a chance to. And that's what I do not want. Because I would rather them have the parents' misunderstanding mm-hmm. than a stranger that's out right. on the street that has intentions. Mm-hmm. With their misinformation, right. and if my my girls know they can't come to me, they'll go to my husband, mm-hmm. which is fine. I'm mm-hmm. okay with mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. vice versa. You know, they might go to me and I go to him, and certain things they feel like they can talk to him. About, <laughs> and that's okay. Long mm-hmm. they talking to me or whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, or that, somebody that in the information or some ill intention adult out there. That's the mm-hmm. last person you yes. need talking to your child or showing. Your child. Right. Inside, I might be like, whoo! <laughs> I need prayer. <laughs> right, I mean, is that part of the conversation with your parents as well? Like, preparing them for them difficult conversations? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. We talk about that a lot. Mm, mm. We talk about that a lot. It, it, it feels, I mean, I think I understand being a parent more being from the school um, perspective because mm-hmm. Before, I blamed my parents for a lot of stuff. I misunderstood a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But now being able to sit back and watch parents be parents, <laughs> flaws and all, I think it has flaws given me a better understanding of we are human. That's right. Parents are human. Right. They're going to make mistakes like anybody mm-hmm. else. And it takes programs like this to kind of get them into spaces how do you recruit your parents or are they just through the school system well they was through the school but now okay. i'm i ventured out and I'm, it's just me okay so, <laughs> so you brought the program um, out of the I school i brought the program okay. out of the school i mean i still deal with the school but now mm-hmm. it's officially a just separate entity me. Mm-hmm. um so i actually approach a lot of women actually mm-hmm. um and uh do pop-ups okay and I post on social media and tell them, calm down, you know, we have a bed, mm-hmm. you know, let's talk, enjoy the vibe, you know. How do you promote the interpersonal support system, like amongst the moms? How, ha- how has that portion of it gone in terms of them having a sisterhood? sisterhood. Well, they actually, when they get together, they all exchange numbers. Okay, um, okay. We had like a group text going on, but now we got too big to do your text <laughs> thing going on. Some of, got, some of them have their own little group going on, which is great, and I love it because mm-hmm. they need it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do have an email list, okay, and we you know email each other back and forth in social media. Okay. Of course, that's a I think that's needed because sometimes even the program, the source mm-hmm. resource. Can't do everything. Right. So teaching them how to be that for each other, I think, is because all of them have strong suits and some of them have gone through things that other ones haven't gone through yet. Right. So I think that's positive to kind of teach them to fish. So they and can, a lot of times I keep they call me. Okay. And I think that's what they love about it, and they feel like they can just call me, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, that's and it's not an automated. Yeah, it's system. not. A, it's not somebody saying she's not here right now, or you know. <laughs> She's not scheduled until September. Right, right. 
So I think that's what I love about it. And that's why I said I want to keep it mm-hmm. intimate. I don't want to be all over the place. Mm, yeah, I, I, I like that. And I think more nonprofits should think about the quality versus the quantity. Mm-hmm. Because often when you're talking about grants, you have to think more quantitatively right. than the quality of what you're giving to people. Right. And I think that does le- that does more damage and it helps less people mm-hmm. when you're thinking about, I got I to gotta at least get 100 people in this group. Right. And I've been to those programs where they were thinking about the numbers. Well, I don't want to do that because I feel like I... I'm on baby to reach everybody at the same time. And that's why most of my events, I say 10 moms, I'll post a 10 moms inbox me right now. I have something for you to do something together. Because mm-hmm. I want to keep this small and I want to yeah. communicate with just that 10. So it's more women. intimate and it's, right. you, you see the impact over time, right. even if you're taking chunks at a time. Mm-hmm. How involved are the children in your program? Um, they involved. <laughs> or there are there moments where you dedicate to them? Yeah, so I have had um I did this thing where the, the moms dropped their kids off at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> and they went whatever shopping or whatever mm-hmm. case just to get a break. Um mm-hmm. I have did that as high bonding with their kids and it helped mm-hmm. me, you know, as a teacher, it helps to know mm-hmm. the current you know, the whole mm-hmm. dynamic. So I have done things like that. And I really want to do that more often. Okay. Okay. You know, so they can. <laughs> with help, of course. With this help. Yeah, with help. For me, volunteers that we're going to be recruiting. With help. Mm-hmm. And I know that that is, a that, but I've always wondered, like, I know you deal with the moms and giving them a space, mm-hmm. but how does the other components, the, the children, the spouse or boyfriend or whatever, how how do they are are they incorporated into the Well sometimes something? they have to bring the kids. Right. Right. And then, you know, I might have somebody to watch the kids and sometimes mm-hmm. I don't. And they still be there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know, we bond, of course, as teaching you know, the school system whatever, it's like the kids they bond with me anyway. So right. it's the relationships always that they feel comfortable and the parents love that. The moms love that. Mm-hmm. That I bond with them and their children. Because some some of the programs they're not suitable for or prepared to take in the children mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or the spouse or boyfriend. Right. They, it's just we want to deal with these people, and they because they don't do that, it, they don't really understand the scope of what their resources right. are. And I get a lot of calls also in inboxes where men they'll say, "I have a sister. Can you mm. help her?" I have, my wife, can you can you, can she come to your event? She, she need a break. Like she need a break. Can she come mm. over there? I get that a lot. Too. Mm. So, I love that. Yeah. So that so that begins to be a resource center that we know about. And and right. so what's your hope in terms of people knowing that this is a thing here in the city? Or what what do you want people to know or I'll, I'll say um, in terms of resources or availability, how do you handle that intake or how should people reach out to you? Well, reach out for me from at my office. Mm-hmm. You know, it's listed. You can Google Love for Moms and, it'll, you know, my office hours are there. Mm-hmm. It may say till five o'clock, but I'm always available after five, always, mm-hmm. you know, in the school system, you know, we always mm-hmm. available. Mm-hmm. Even when we clock out. So I'm I'm available all the time. You can reach me on social media. Our IG page is now up 
at Love for Moms on Instagram and Facebook as well. Yes, Facebook as okay, well. Yes, okay. Love for moms. And uh, email address Love for Moms Club at yahoo.com. Okay. Ooh, telling our age. <laughs> oh, no, I have AOL still, and people still get on me for my AOL. <laughs> and I don't care because AOL, I ain't got no viruses. Anybody <laughs> hack me, none of that. Uh, but in terms of, so um, in closing out for today, um, what a, I'm, and I've asked you again, what are your, what's your ask? <laughs> I would love to have volunteers. Okay. Um, Is there a certain skill set these volunteers no, have? No, or? absolutely not. And mm. that's where I'm like, I'm not judging nobody. You okay. come in as you are, because we'll figure it out. Okay. Okay. So, um, you know, it's volunteer whether you come and help me pass out sandwiches or, you mm. know, just something. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll find something for you to do. What about partnerships, out. community partnerships? Are there any, you don't have to give out names, but are there certain partnerships you want to have? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving out names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right but now. in terms of, uh, I'll say instead of names, services or, or goods or industries. Um, I would love, love to have more resources with therapy. Okay. For therapy and, and grief counseling. Mm-hmm. I would love to have more of that. Okay. I mean, I know a couple, but I, I, need, I need more. Specifically for the parents that may have lost a child yes. or yes. maybe going through divorce mm-hmm. or breakup or domestic violence. Or just need somebody to talk to from things that happened in the past that mm. they need, you know, somebody to talk to. Okay. You know, I get a, a lot of that. Okay. Also. So, so community partnerships, mm-hmm. sponsorship, volunteers. Is there um, a need for activities or programming? Um, not a need for activities right now. I, I mm-hmm. think I got that. <laughs> I think I got that's that. A strong that's the strong seat right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's it's more of the resource. Okay, and volunteers. Part of it in the volunteers, yes. Um, in terms of you, um, and it's a question that I normally ask to all my guests, what advice would you give to your 17-year-old self? And what question would you ask to your 100-year-old self? Ooh. And while she's thinking about that, <laughs> I want you all to go to Love for Moms page on Instagram. It's up on the screen right now. Uh, also go to uh, their Facebook page, like, share, subscribe to it. Um, and just share, if you know any moms that may need this type of safe space resource, definitely reach out to Miss Latasha Peaks uh, at email address again. <laughs> it jumped out. Love, right love for Moms Club. Plus, working on that Gmail. <laughs> no, Yahoo is fine. Yahoo is, per- she is working. You can I get to her. I have a Gmail, Peaks Educator Okay. So definitely reach out to her. In terms of the artist exchange, definitely go to our pages at Facebook, Instagram. I'm not going to say Twitter because Twitter is turning into a mess of other stuff that I don't want to be involved in. Uh, But uh, look at our page for upcoming events like the Love for Moms uh, hat-making event. Uh, Sponsorship opportunities are available through the artist exchange via Be Exposed Radio. We're also looking for new guests, new interesting artists, entrepreneurs, community leaders to come by and share your stories with, I'm looking down here at the TV instead of looking up here <laughs> at the camera, but definitely support us. Uh, continue. We thank you for all the people that continue to support us, that has kept us 
throughout this pandemic, uh, organizations like Love for Moms and such. Um, they're also having an open house on the 1st of August. Yes. Uh, Love for Moms, Styling Boutique, and a resource network are having their official grand Maryland. opening at 1734 uh, Maryland Avenue. I said, like, it's not right outside. <laughs> 1734 Maryland Avenue. Come on by on that day. They about to make it spectacular. You're going to be able to meet Latasha and uh, speak with her about love for moms. Um, and you can be a mom. You can be a partner, a potential partner. Come on by and see the resources. See the the space and get to know them, meet them, sign up on their list and such. But uh, as we close style out, lounge shirts. Style, lounge. <laughs> style Lounge, we're doing it here on Maryland Avenue, the 1734 crew. Uh, but in terms of the question, what advice would you give to your 17-year-old self? And what question would you ask to your 100-year-old self? Not to change anything, but maybe soften that blow a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, 17 was the, the moment where we, the veil was lifted. Mm -hmm. Whatever family secrets or lies that we've been kept from, we normally caught on to them by that time. So 17, it's going back to my mom, to be honest. I would, I should have reached out more mm. to find some kind of support system. Mm. That 17-year-old Latasha, I should mm. have figured out a way. Mm. Instead of just accepting things for right, for the way you were. Right, it's, it's, instead of just accepting, I should have just... You know, found a program that could mm, probably mm. help. Them. Were you not receptive to it, or you just didn't feel like you needed it? Um, <coughs> maybe because I just got content with the situation. Mm, you know okay. what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. I just felt like okay, my dad got me, mm. and you know, my aunts and uncles, and I, I just did you feel it. like there was a void there? I mean, of oh, course, absolutely. not having her as you wanted her, but it's still a void. Mm. It's still a void. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think about it every day. It, it's, it's still a void. And what I think that's been. what my drive is when it comes to the program. Mm -hmm. That that pushes me every day. And when she passed away, you know, it was so hard for me. It still is hard for me. And I think the more and more I do this program and the more and more I give myself to the program, it's just like I'm thinking about the situation. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm pushing, I'm pushing, I'm pushing yeah. because of that. It that's a tough thing, mm -hmm. um, and I uh, we're gonna talk a little bit more about this in the last half an hour, uh, but um, I really my impetus for reaching out even today, you know, it was because I'm thinking under the relationship with my mom, the relationship between my mom and her mom, and her mom's mom mm -hmm. and her mom. Mm -hmm. Like I'm thinking about this, and there always are things left unsaid. Absolutely. And because an hour, a minute, 10 seconds from now is not promised to us, it it's behooves us to heal ourselves. Mm -hmm. We've grown into a community where we're, we're comfortable with just walking around with our trauma like this card. This, mm -hmm. you know, oh, I'm just, as you said, I was just concerned. This is right. how it's going to be. But we don't understand the long-term effects. Absolutely. Some people choose never to have children because of those things that yeah. they've gone through. You know, some people become abusive, mm -hmm. not only to themselves, but to their children, mm -hmm. you know, um, and it becomes very unhealthy and very toxic. Mm -hmm. And we just have gotten so comfortable with just walking around 
with the things that fail us and not seeking any result. We're more comfortable with saying this is wrong with me, right. but we continue to get high off of that story versus sharing it to be a blessing to someone else. We right. are personally getting high off of it. Mm-hmm. And it becomes so detrimental to us and the people around us that it's not a, it's not a real support. It's not helpful. It's not healthy. Um, so I'm, I'm grateful to a group like this that has given moms a platform and a space to be able to be safe and be able to express themselves and voice their concerns, their needs, their fears, their insecurities, all those things under the guise of being happy and being fulfilled and well-rounded so they can be better moms, so they can be better individuals for their community and their family. Um, Self-fulfillment is very important and it's necessary to sustain life. Right. And a lot of times, a lot of the moms look at women on social media like, who they got the perfect life, mm. you know, who mm. I, was this, I was like, this mom, well, you got this, you got this. Look at that social media. They don't know the real, real. The duct tape that's holding all that yes. stuff together. Yes, and I, you know, people say this to me personally, like, oh, you got the best life, mm. you know, I'm like, I'm still human, you know. And they don't know what I have flaws. Mistaken. Yeah, what so, it's taken to you, get those right. things. Right. <laughs> you don't know my story. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I think that's why they feel comfortable around me because once they get to know me, like, oh my gosh, I'm like, you're real. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm going to give you the real. I'm going to give you me. And people, I, I, and I just had a conversation with somebody about this. We, we pretend a lot in our culture because we've been taught to fake it till we make right. it and just get along to get along. Right. You know, and, and we have to stop that because too many of us are walking around, like I said, with that trauma, those stigmas, mm-hmm. those fears, insecurities in us. And it's creating toxic bonding relationships. Right. Absolutely. And and I'm tired of and it is a new term that trauma buttons, mm. trauma relationships. And we're just sitting around talking about what ails us. Right. In terms of it's, if it's like what's on TV that day. Right. And right. and you leave those situations and you come right back to them with the same problems. Yep. So nothing's being resolved. Nothing's Nothing being resolved. being healed or mended. Uh, and we got to stop. So this group is definitely the group. So if you are a mom out there who needs this space, who needs this type of support, definitely reach out to her. Um, Love for Moms Club. Mm-hmm. at yahoo.com mm-hmm. on Instagram as well as on Facebook and, and message her directly. She's very responsive. Yes, um, and she's going to get back to you. Yes, I am. Um, and then come out on uh, August the 1st uh, for their grand opening. Uh, and it is going to be a great time. You're going to meet the whole crew um, and you'll meet the Artist Exchange. Everybody will be there. So definitely come on out, support. Um and finally, what question would you ask to your 100 year old self? The question would I ask to? That's a whole one. That's. <laughs> and these questions aren't definite. And it's a great exercise to do as a meditation prompt because where you are will determine how you answer these questions 
So this not uh, you can answer um, differently tomorrow if you want. <laughs> Um, would you go back and change anything? Mm, would you? No, I wouldn't. So that's a good space where you're at right there. Mm -hmm. You're content in the lessons learned. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. I'm still learning. I'm still healing. Mm -hmm. And the program, actually, they helping me. They just mm -hmm. don't know it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, they going to know now because <laughs> you're going to say but it's definitely a blessing to have these types of uh, groups that are still beneficial to people, not just for the likes and shares and uh, financial gain. But um, we're going to talk more with Miss Latasha Peaks of Love from Moms. We'll have her on again, maybe closer to the event and maybe like maybe as like a post wrap up to that event so we can get some feedback on how we can improve our outreach to um, our communities and and uh, supporting people. And, right. and so if you see this name somewhere, share it, like it, subscribe to it, um, let people know what Love for Moms is. If you don't know, message her, ask yes. her, um, go to the social media, comment, and just leave your, leave your questions there. Um, if you have any questions or if you are a mom in need, or you know a mom in need, definitely tap into these resources. Gone are the days where we don't have people that look like us providing these resources. And that's very important. Um, people who are actually moms, people who are actual women or supporting us, that people that look like us. So tap into it. So we're going to... Thank you so much for inviting anytime, me. Anytime. It. This is my first interview. <laughs> I'm used to and you were talking great. to parents and students. <laughs> mm -hmm. You were great. You were great. And we're going to continue doing this. So we might get some of the moms that come on and share their stories. This is a storytelling platform. We're here and, and it's not just about the engagement, but more so just sharing your story, creating that space for people to just share who they are uh, in a, a real safe environment. So uh, we're going to continue on. I believe we have a break coming up. So we're going to take a quick commercial break and we're going to say goodbye to Miss Peaks uh, and love for moms for now. She'll be right back. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back here on the Artist Exchange Radio Show only on BeExposedRadio.com. <laughs> What the hell are you doing? I ain't nowhere to board a train, you damn stupid nigga. Well, he might could have said nincompoop. We ain't no nincompoop. Open it. We're gonna play for you our first tune. It's called Let's Start What We Have Come Into the Room to Do. Right on. Here goes. Take a 
make a grand entrance. I know who you are. The angel who hunts down those who trespass against him with no mercy. One second, I was just trying to share this out a little bit more. But if you're watching, please, you see the mess that is my office. It's going to be together, but I actually work in this suite. Uh, <laughs> so it's not just for play play, it's for real. Uh, but again, if you want to sponsor the Artist Exchange Radio Show, please do so. Uh, you can go to beexposedradio.com. What's the uh, cash app? Is uh, cash app? Uh, dollar sign be exposed radio. Um, support the station. We've been rocking through this pandemic, getting things done and figuring it out as we go. Um, and we're always looking for new shows to come on board and uh, do their thing. So definitely continue to support, continue to um. Share us out. If you see the show come on, definitely share it out. But also, you can go to our YouTube page or you can go to any of the spaces up front. You listen on podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, um, and follow us. You can also go to the Artist Exchange page on Facebook, Artist Exchange Radio Show page, uh, and like, share, subscribe. Also, our Instagram page. And the Artist Exchange also has a group that's dedicated to... Um, uh, artists and people who are supporters of the arts to come and post their creative events, uh, emphasis on creative events. I've had I've gotten a lot of feedback um, over the last couple months from individuals who were not so happy because I didn't approve a lot of the material that they were posting. And that's simply because um, this group is for children as well as adults. So it's for all ages. So if I don't feel comfortable with my, but my nieces reading the information, I'm not going to post it to the group. But I want everybody to just give a shout out to uh, Love for Moms. 
for coming through and um, sharing who they are. As I said, we are going to be doing a workshop with Love for Moms this um, uh, September the 11th. Um, and it's going to be, we're going to be making some fascinators, some hats, um, and it's free. It's a free event. So if you are a mom, reach out to Latasha Peaks on Facebook or Instagram or Love for Moms on Instagram or Facebook and be able to um, come out and support that. You can be a part of it. And as we said, it's a free event. Um, also, the Artist Exchange is doing a number of uh, events, workshops, uh, both jewelry making as well as our new um, vision boarding uh, series where each month we do a series of vision board events. We just had one this past Sunday. Great, we do one-on-ones at this event and we do a group component as well. So definitely come on by. Um, we're about to post one this evening. We're going to post one for August. So we definitely want you to come by. This one is going to focus on financial uh, literacy, as not financial literacy, fundraising, my apologies, fundraising. And we're going to do a second one in August as well um, as a follow-up to the one we just did. And that's going to be eliminating the roadblock. That is going to be our entry-level one. And then we're going to go the cycle every six months. We're going to do the cycle over again. Um, but we're going to continue to do the eliminating the roadblocks as our entry-level one. Um, the first one was free. Subsequently, the next series, the series of uh, vision boarding events is going to be a paid uh, initiative. And uh, we have paid what you can. We have some sliding scales, so we are willing to help support people. But we know that when you give things for free, people don't, they don't respect it. Um, so we have to be able to charge because we have overhead. And as well, we have individuals that are coming in as guests. Uh, facilitators that we want to uh, give a love offering to. So we're not breaking anybody's pocket. And the information is factual, is great information. Our next one is on fundraising, as I said, and that's going to be led by Nicole Scroggins. She is the fund development and fundraising director at um, MPT Station. So great to have her in the space. Um, and then we're going to be doing the fundraising uh, workshop alongside the vision boarding. So we're going to incorporate the vision boarding, and then we're going to have our guest speaker come in and tell our artists and businesses and individuals how to fundraise for your work, your business, in a legal, legit manner that is very effective. And a lot of what she's done has helped me, uh, and I want to pass that blessing on to many people. A lot of these facilitators that will be coming up leading these workshops or co-leading these uh, uh, workshops are experts in their field. Um, we have some on customer service. Since we have all of these new restaurants and businesses opening up, one of the things that I saw was a need for customer service training because often when we open up business, we can't really afford to just hire anybody. So we normally hire people that we love or people who aren't um, as experienced. Um, and that normally is what happens. And that's fine, but they all should have a certain level. You as the owner should have a certain level of business. I know a lot of people like myself who run their own business and they do all the different components of it. So you need a certain level of customer service, whether it be opening your doors on a consistent basis or having 
uh, hours or you know, stocking up or how you approach your, your community, your clients that come in through the door or who call on the phone, just basic things. So we have someone that's going to come through and do that. We have uh, financial literacy, which is different from fundraising, but financial literacy starts before you can even start fundraising. So it's about getting you prepared in, as an individual, because often um, opening up a business credit-wise, all those things are a result of your credit is a result of how well you do with money and if you're not good with handling money your business is going to suffer i'm not going to say it's going to fail but it's definitely going to suffer if you're spending the money before you're saving it or using it to further invest in your business so all of those things are going to be things that we discuss are going to be things that we bring up and i'm really um excited because the first one was really great um we actually have uh a few coming up. If you want us to actually come to your business and do these workshops, we are able to do that. Um, all I'm asking right now is that you keep in mind of these restrictions, uh, even though many states have lifted those restrictions. Um, keep that in mind because I'm, I'm going to be very mindful. And I give my requirements in terms of safety and such when I come to them. We're able to do them virtually if necessary. If you want to attend any of our meetings and you can't do that, we have a virtual component. All you have to do is email us with the information uh, for the, the specific event that you're uh, speaking about, uh, and we send you out the code. Once we receive your payment, you automatically get a code for that event where you can have the option of coming in person or joining it virtually. Our in-person meetings, we limit that to 15 people. And then beyond that, you can join on our virtual platform. And we definitely let you know if the in-person capacity has been reached. And then you can definitely tune in. And it's interactive online. We have somebody who's dedicated for our online portion. Um, and as you ask questions, the classes are live. It's not a pre-recorded uh, event. It's definitely live. So you'll be live doing this workshop with us. <clears throat> so take advantage of it. Very useful information, very um, experienced uh, co-host that will be facilitating this workshop with myself. Um, I do the vision board side of it, and I do a one-on-one -on -one component with those as well. Um, and if you want follow-up with that, I reach out to everybody, and we do a... Um, uh, a surprise vision board component to that. So I want you all to take part of it. Um, I think it's a great program. I've gotten some great feedback from some of the people that came on Sunday, as well as the, I actually hosted two of them this week. Uh, so um, very excited, very um, pleased. And I'm just telling everybody, just live in your truth and follow your gut and your instincts and be be all that you are here to be. Um, all of these workshops and things that we're doing are initiatives that, one, I've started with myself, so I've been my own guinea pig in that way, uh, and that I'm testing a lot of this stuff out on me before I even bring it to you all. Um, but having this space has meant so much to me, and I had to, one, say thank you to all of the people who have been very supportive, uh, including Big Exposed Radio and Monty and um, Blue and Tanelia and Tamika. And now I'm being introduced to Natasha. 
Um, it's too many Missy Lane. It's, it's way too many people to just name on this in this little bit of time. But I'm very thankful and I'm very appreciative to all of the support that we continue to have. Um, again, um, this space is for you. So if you're in the uh, Baltimore area and you want to stop by our studio, 1734 Maryland Avenue, call because we are in a uh, locked building. So you have to call first. 443-839-0118, uh, and you'll be able to get access to the building. Um, and we have a number of workshops coming up. So we're listing them all. They all can be found on Eventbrite, and they will go live this afternoon, this evening, at rather. Um, so definitely stay in touch. Uh, stay locked into our station. You can go to BigSposedRadio.com. We have a new news component to our station. Marty, is there any way that you can put that up on the screen or like share the screen with the from the website so people can see the the new B news section? Okay. Say it again. I'm sorry, your um your uh, your burrito mic is not working. Yes, give me a moment. <laughs> okay, so we so as he's getting that ready, we're going to show you B News. So it's a new, um, not so new. It's always been B News, uh, but we actually have a number of writers and contributing uh, um, writers to our new B News section. Various articles and hot topics that are coming up, uh, reviews on restaurants and um, everything. Uh, is coming up now. And if you want to be a writer, definitely hit us up at info at bigsposeradio.com. If you want to be a uh, sponsor and advertise your business uh, on our website, you can also hit us up at info at bigsposeradio.com. And again, along the top of the screen, I think it's along the top of the screen, you'll see all the places where our show lives after the show is over, um, as well as uh, continue to Send in your questions and comments, 443-642-9403. Once it goes up, I'll just stop talking. Boy, I'll just stop talking just now. It's not going to come up in time, so just keep Okay, so whatever it is, I'll just put it up and I'll do it. Um, But um, so today, it it made me having a... I was talking to Latasha earlier and we was having a conversation, and it made me just remember all of the moms, because today's topic is love for moms, um, and it's really a celebration of, you come on in. Yeah, you come on in. Push the door to the chair right there. Come on in. Um, we have a special surprise. We how you, how you doing? How are you? I'm great. Turnstiles, turnstiles. Hey, how you doing? We always have a surprise. How you doing? Oh, I see. He wasn't even blast. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Like the bartender in a while. Oh, Lord. Oh, Styles Chronicles for years. My friend, I was telling you about what you have to push him on, and then you have to introduce him. Okay. Hey, everybody out there in the artist exchange land. This is Terrence Styles. Hey, Terrence Styles from the Styles Chronicles. I know you guys had to remember him. He's 
posted so many fashion shows, you know, fashion weeks and everything. And he was he plays the bartender on the wire. Uh, he, he's doing so many great things in Atlanta, and he has some great things coming up too. And he's here to talk about it with you and oh, uh, no, with you. Uh, oh, no. That's what really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it brought two. You come on now. Gotta bring it. Get you. Hey, you guys. So listen, he popped up on me today, and it was so wonderful. Um, He has been um, a style guru here in Baltimore for several years. Um, He he really has, and he's doing great things in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to Baltimore. I know. I was not expecting this, but you know, I've been in media for quite some time. So hey, if you're ready, you ain't gotta get ready. So yes, I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland. As Tamika said, this is my big sister, gorgeous one. Right here, we've known each other. Oh my gosh, what? Oh, uh, I've been in Atlanta for seven years, so maybe what three years prior? So I was like eight, eight to ten years, yeah, somewhere around there. We used yeah. to work for so I wasn't gonna oh, say yeah. the name, oh, yeah, they ain't sponsoring, but right. so I wasn't gonna say that. But I media, hey, I told y'all, I've been in media for years. So I wasn't going to say the name, but we've been in, we work for two um, women of size establishments, yes, if you will, yeah. and um, has been an, uh, an adventure, <laughs> if you will, yes, but it was is. great because I met this one here. And I'll never forget when we were putting the store together, mm-hmm. you was like, wait a minute, why I heard your name before? Yeah. And she was like, I follow you. And I was like, you follow me? Like, mm-hmm. And you pulled it right on up. She said, yeah, see, look. Okay, look. That's right. And ever since then, we've been like thick as thieves. Yeah. But anyway, yes, um, styling has been my thing. I was a wardrobe stylist for 10 years. I did produce fashion shows. I hosted fashion shows when I was living in, um, in Baltimore. And I just felt like I wore out my welcome. And it was time for me to move on. And I went to Atlanta and I've been doing things in Atlanta. I got back into acting because that's my first love. That's yeah. my baby. Yeah. Um, but I'm still a stylish guy, so I just do what I do. And I just popped up on my big sister gorgeous one because she has the, her, her new establishment, the style lounge, and um, I like to support her and I'm gonna support her. So this is the thing, and I'm gonna make this real quick and brief. So just because you know somebody and you've been good friends with them for many years, do not go to them and ask them for a discount mm-hmm. because you do not go into these uh, well-established places such as those that I will not uh, name, but you do not go to them and ask them, can you get a discount? They either have them on sale or they don't. So when I saw that was going through some things, because it's a women's spot, but I'm a gentleman, yes, but guys wear women's clothing and women wear men's clothing. So yes, I did. Don't judge me on it. I don't give a damn about it. But yes, I did. So I said, what is the prices for these? She told me. And I said, look, I'm going to pay for whatever it is. I'm not asking for no discount. Period. Because that's not what you do. You don't do that with people that you love, that you support. If you're going to support them, support them. Don't ask for no discount. Period. If you can't afford it, it's like, yeah, I can't do this right now. And that's it. And move on. So that's my little tip for the day. And come back when you got it. Exactly. (laughs) And come back when you got it. That's my tidbit for the day. I'm Terrence Styles. You can follow me on Instagram. Only one Mr. Styles with two Y's and Terrence Styles on Facebook. Deuces. So I have a question. For yes. You. Thank you so much, because a lot of you guys <laughs> need to hear that. What advice do you have for people that are here in Baltimore, young people, older people, no matter right. what the age um, or, or the gender, okay. that want to get into the styling business of styling people with clothes? You know, they, they look at that as being a... a something that you only do in New York or California or right. Atlanta. No. But we're in Baltimore, and it's a lot of good prominent people here in Baltimore. Wow. So what advice would you give them if they want to start styling? First of all, I would just say be true to who you are and be true to who you want to style. So when I, once I started styling, I started styling females. But I really feel, realized that the passion of styling for me was guys. Because I wanted to, no, take, take, yeah, I wanted to take guys to a different <laughs> level and not 
to put guys in a box because guys just think you put on a t-shirt, baggy jeans, some Tims or some sneakers, a fitted hat and keep it moving. No, there are different facets to guys' styles than, than people fail to realize. That's Women, right. yes, I give it to y'all because y'all have a plethora of things to wear, which, which also bothers me at the same time because I'm like, did you check yourself in the mirror? There's a slew of things that y'all can wear and put on, but you decide to wear some leggings and a shirt that's too small and a bonnet and some flip-flops? Really? Ooh. That's what you decided to do? That's, and you thought that was cute? Negative. So I would say be true to, your, to who you are, be true to who you want to style, and open your mind. Open your mind, open your eyes, and do your research. Go through different types of looks. Go through different, what's trending, what's not trending. Mm-hmm. Because there are a lot of things that are classic wares that will never go out of style. And figure out who your audience is and go from there. And you'll be, you, you know, you start off small, but then you'll end up being as big as you want to be. Exactly, exactly. With you being in Atlanta now, mm-hmm. do you see the um, style from Baltimore, the way people dress here in Baltimore, into how they dress in Atlanta? Oh, it's a big it's, difference. It's a big difference? It is a big difference, and because I noticed in Atlanta, guys are very more are more cautious about how they look okay. versus here in Baltimore. Okay. Now, don't get me wrong. There are still urban guys in Atlanta that, you know, occasionally you'll see some pants off the tail and all that type of stuff. But mm-hmm. I think overall, guys in Atlanta are a little bit more open-minded and a little bit more cautious about what they wear okay. versus the females, believe it or not. Okay, so what about the women's side? <clears throat> okay, women, mm-hmm. I'm going to need y'all to step y'all game up. Y'all got too much out there that y'all can choose from to wear mm-hmm. that y'all not wearing. Mm-hmm. Just because you're going to the, to the grocery store, you can still look halfway decent. Just because you're dropping your daughter or your son off at school, you can still look like you brush your teeth. You combed your hair, you don't stink, you got clothes, all that. There's no excuse. Like, we all do multiple, multiple things throughout the day, throughout mm-hmm. the week, throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Take a little pride in yourself. And this is the thing that women need to feather and need to realize is that they're trying to figure out why is it that their male counterparts are disrespecting them. It's because you're disrespecting yourself. Mm-hmm. Wow. Period. You're disrespecting yourself. So if you expect your male counterpart to respect you, then that's guess what? You got to start respecting yourself. Look yourself in the mirror. Talk to yourself in the mirror. Prep yourself up. Get some motivation, some confidence, something. Do it because if not, you'll keep getting disrespected. And then you're going to be on Fox News or whatever, or TMZ or wherever. What is it? What's the other one? World. World Star Hip Hop. Yes. All that. I was always told that as a woman, you should have a lot of mirrors in your house so you can constantly walk past them to see what you look like with clothes on and naked. Yes. And it'll help you do one or two things. It'll help you to get better or into love who you are. Period. You know? so Period. Can... I, I believe in mirrors. Absolutely. Yeah. Full, full length mirror. Yeah. From the top of your head to the bottom of your foot. Yeah. Because you need to check right. You need to check before you leave your house. Is everything in tights? I don't know. I have nothing oozing out. Like you can still look sexy without being like vulgar and nasty and like like you have no class or no poof about yourself. Yeah. Come on, y'all. Now you think Monique gave it to y'all? Now come now on. Now I try to do it in a in a more heartening type of inviting <laughs> way. I mean, Monique did too, but right, yeah. she loves you for real, and I do too. But I just, I like, I need y'all to wake up. Yeah. Just wake up. Come on, y'all. Yeah, we could do better. I see. Like I was when I was flying here. Like people in the airport. Like really? Come really on. You can put on a nice, cute little dress, uh, track suit, something. Just. Yeah. Look like you 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 have some pride about yourself. Maybe I need to make a collection in the selling called the Fluid Out um the, the Fluid Out um collection. So it's always just clothes for when you get fluid out. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Something real short, sweet to the point. 
if they weren't bonnets and drawers and um, tank tops today, that's that's what they, that's, obviously that's they, they did. That's what they did. <laughs> yes, they did. You guys, thank you so much for this impromptu interview yeah, that, this Nate so cool. Cal, that Nate put me on. I love it. I love this. Type you of guys stuff. know how I Nate is, it. so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thank him so much. This, this little brother, too. sexy brother. Yes. I've seen him grow from. <laughs> I seen him grow from being to me already big because I was a fan when I first met him to being even bigger. Yeah. Um, please go to his social media yes. and follow him. He Only has a lot of Mr. Great Styles things. on Instagram and Terrence Styles two eyes on Facebook. Yes, indeed. And inbox and DM. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? And, Come correct him on DM me though. Right, right. Oh, okay. okay. I mean, hey, yeah. I'm single. Yes. I'm, I'm living it up. And he has a show coming up in Atlanta. Tell him I do. Show. So I am hosting a uh, my best friend. Who just moved to Atlanta as well. He's um, doing a show. It's three shows in one. He's doing a screening of a new show that I'm a part of. It's a scripted reality series called The Rooms Behind the Crown. So if you love your Atlanta Housewives, Beverly Hills, Potomac, New York, New Jersey, Dallas, all of those, then The Realness Behind a Crown is, is that, but in a male version uh, aspect, and it's scripted. Mm. So we're doing a screening for that. And then we, um, we're doing a fashion show. So we had actually two, uh, three of the designers are from Baltimore. Oh, really? Wanda Newby, um, Carl Trojan, mm-hmm. um, Alex Rimzik Couture, and Earl Bannister. Earl Bannister. Yeah, they're coming to Atlanta. Yes. Yeah. No, we um, all love Earl. Yeah. And then um, there's going to be male entertainment, um, lip sync, and okay. drag show. So it's three, oh, wow. three shows in one, and I'm hosting it. So that sounds like yeah, a lot it's called of The Trinity. Guys. So Okay, so yeah. you guys want tickets? Yep, August fifteenth. Um, the flyer is in my on my on my page. So yeah, come on out to Atlanta. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for stopping oh, by the Oz exchange. Hello, right? Thank you so much for letting me do the interview. Yes. This is great. That's what producers do. Right. <laughs> Love you guys. Be safe. Yeah. Be stylish, and don't forget who you are at the end of the day. There you go. This is the Artist Exchange. Yeah.